Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now on with the show. Well, today is June 6th. Most people have at least one device, a smartphone, which can let you, the user, control smart appliances. Well, we're going to find out today how this works from someone who's very familiar with the Internet of Things. My guest is Dan Hugo, a computer engineer with lots of experience. Dan, thanks for chatting with me today on this subject. Sure, it's one of my favorites. I know. Well, where do we start? Let's talk about the Internet of Things um, in one or two short sentences. Exactly what is the Internet of Things? Why do we need it? Uh, the Internet of Things is uh, basically a growing number of uh, literally things that we all use every day. You mentioned smartphones, computers, smartphones, uh, it's growing to include smart speakers, smart refrigerators and appliances, smart doorbells, smart desks. Everything that's smart seems to want to talk to the Internet and to each other, other devices. And we probably need them to make our lives easier. But sometimes we are inviting more trouble than they're worth. It depends on what it is. Yeah, I'm finding that. Everybody, every, I guess, appliance company is pushing their smart refrigerators with the cameras and their smart ovens and their smart everything. You can't find any more dumb appliances. Yeah, and I think uh, we've actually talked about this offline over the, over the years about what, what does it really mean to have a smart, say, an oven you know, you're pretty much cooking. My favorite one is the smart desk, which nowadays means it goes up and down. Uh, you get both. So uh, sometimes smart is overrated. Uh, <laughs> that applies to some people as well. But yeah, there is a question about whether there's value in the smartness. I know there are some things, I don't know if this is considered smart, but there are shades or window treatments that will go down when the sun is at its brightest. They will then protect the inside of your house from direct sunlight. And then when the sun goes down, then the shades go up. Would that be considered smart and would that be connected to the Internet of Things? Certainly. Well, yeah, they sound sound smart. Uh so there's a couple of ways to do that. One is you can install a, like a light sensor that would measure sunlight hitting the, the window. Or they can access, so that you can do that without being connected to anything, and those have been around for a long time. Or you can have the controller for your smart blinds or smart window treatments check the internet and see what the weather is at your latitude and longitude and you probably would have told it the direction that the window is facing and it will do some math and it will decide oh it's you know sunrise sunset or whatever uh you know however the sun would be oriented and so you could say well okay that's a little bit smarter because now i didn't have to go outside and install a light sensor or inside but uh so yeah devices can sometimes unnecessarily start accessing the internet to get data or in some cases to send data, which is probably the more concerning part. Well, that's what concerns me. It seems like the more we want our smart device to do for us, the more vulnerable I think we're becoming. Do you agree? 
Uh, wholeheartedly, yes, definitely. Uh, the more, basically, I think as you mentioned again, we we all have our smartphones. Imagine how how uh, crushed, concerned, frantic you would be if you lost your cell phone. Oh yeah, our, everybody says the same thing. Our life is our phone. Sure. Well, so now every smart thing in your home, as as it's gathering data, as it's sending things up into the cloud somewhere to an unknown server, possibly talking to other devices, possibly allowing other people access to it without you knowing it. Now, what if I could access your smart blinds because of some security issue and I use that to get on your home network and then I can take some documents from your, uh, from your home server? Or whatever. So, so these devices are basically inviting disaster just as if it's your phone that you've mislaid or lost or has, has been stolen. Now that stuff can happen without you actually losing anything. So these devices are always listening, always watching, always phoning home. You got to be careful. Uh, you know, and you bring up a couple of good points because several people have said to me, do you think my phone is listening to everything I say in, you know, in a conversation with somebody on a face-to-face conversation? Is that possible? Do you really think that that's happening? Without even donning a conspiracy theorist hat of tinfoil, your f- most most smartphones today have you. Uh, Apple folks have their Siri. Uh, Google has the Google Assistant. If you have a smart speaker or a smart tablet from Amazon, they also respond. So you can give them voice commands. Well, in order for that device to hear that voice command, it has to always be listening. So. At, at the most base level, to get that feature, the device is always listening. Ideally, it's determining that you're talking to it locally, but it's certainly well, well within the realm of possibility that it's sort of sending sound bites up to the server, you know, some, some cloud service somewhere, so that it can... They, they, uh, often this will be called uh, quality assurance, like, uh, we're just capturing audio to make sure that everything's working and we have people listening to it anonymously. So at, at the most base level, uh, it's absolutely possible that devices with microphones are listening and recording and possibly sending. So, so yes. actually, when you're talking about something very personal, you really should what, turn your phone off completely or at least put it in another room. Would that help? Some... Most and and eventually all devices will offer some sort of a privacy button or setting or a shutter that you can cover a lens if it's a camera. Uh, I I myself I have a some I have an Amazon product right in front of me, and it has a mute button so it turns off the microphone, which I've done today just in case I say the magic word and it starts talking and during our show here. So a lot of times uh, there is an awareness that people are concerned and, and there are software or even hardware features to, to temporarily disable microphones and cameras. But you have to be aware because just like a child or a parrot, you know, you never know when they're listening and then they'll start repeating things. You know, that's a little nerve wracking. So if I had a device, which I don't, and I don't miss not having a device, but I know some people think, oh, it's so cool. I can tell my device, oh, what's the weather? Turn on my TV. Um, turn on some music. Turn on my oven. 
I don't miss that because I've never had it. But you, you're saying that if this device is listening to the commands, it's also listening when you're talking about your mother-in-law, right? It, it very well could. Um, so, so now if we put a little bit of a tinfoil hat on, then there's always the possibility that it's actively listening, whatever it is. So, so like we said, smart speakers, phones, um, smart doorbells, smart cameras in your home, security cameras, uh, a camera pointed at your child and a, in a crib, like a baby camera. So if these devices are somehow compromised or if they're capturing audio or video and sending it somewhere, just uh, sometimes it's as a security feature. Like, oh, yes, we're recording um, and capturing eight hours of video in a loop just in case something happens. You can always review it. So sometimes you think, okay, well, that's good for me. Well, if somebody steals that audio or video and you were talking about your mother-in-law or, or a legal matter or other private matters in general, uh, there, I know there have been at least one or two cases of uh, subpoenas being issued for any audio captured during the commission of a crime, and I believe those have actually been upheld. So yeah, you, you are inviting listening devices into your home and you have to be aware that gets me a little nervous uh, so what you're saying is if you have a camera on your laptop I know some people have said oh I put a, a tape over it or a sticky so that is really true if you don't cover that thing up it could possibly be taking pictures of the inside of your house right sure there's uh, now normally I, I have a I have an old webcam from like ten years ago and it has lights on it so anytime it starts capturing some blue lights come on it's fairly obvious but a lot of laptops that have the little tiny camera at the top of the screen don't always have an indicator and just like the when I, when I mentioned earlier with the smart blinds if if someone gains access to some device on your network. Through a, through a fan or through a light or through a smart refrigerator or something, they could possibly get access to your computer and then get access to that camera and start capturing video. And this has happened with baby cameras and with um, some security cameras, especially if they're pointed inside the house. Uh, you know, so a quick search online, you'll find all kinds of horror stories. And even worse... You can actually search for open cameras, and some sometimes people will just publish a list of here's here's a, a thousand security cameras that are you know unprotected. So you have to be careful of these things. And I, I hate to try to make people extra paranoid, but a little bit of paranoia is not a bad thing. Mm. So having a phone, do you, I know that you had worked on the old was it a blueberry, a blackberry. <laughs> I, I never worked for BlackBerry, but I did have a BlackBerry. Um, I was I did work at a cell phone company making uh, mobile devices, mobile wireless devices. Um, BlackBerry was actually known for their security. Did it have a camera? It did have a camera. I mean, there, yeah, there, nothing is totally foolproof, but they did go to great lengths to make sure their devices were kind of locked down and couldn't run unknown software. Always possibilities that... I mean, I, I consider myself to be fairly savvy, but you, you just never know. There's too many things 
literally internet of things right everything is connected you never know what software is running on your smart outlet your smart Philips lighting or your smart uh, what is it Uh, there's there are other light smart lighting I I happen to have a bunch of Philips lights so if, if there happens to be a software bug and I didn't patch it maybe it's vulnerable Okay, so you're an engineer, so you know patching and unpatching. And, sure. But the average person who goes to buy a smart device, I don't remember anybody telling me as a warning, now you're buying a smartphone, but don't forget, it can record everything. It's got a camera. It's got a microphone. So be careful. Nobody ever says that. Right. And it's, I think they're, they're afraid to scare people into oh, not buying it. Sure, sure. I mean... <laughs> Well, there, there's a whole. You could. Uh, I'll leave it to the to the listeners. But there's a the whole story about seatbelts and cars, right? That people didn't want. They 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 didn't want to scare people away with the the safety feature. So certainly, um, there's the G whiz factor. But I mean, uh, well, let's face it. Uh, texting while driving seemed like it was a cool idea at some point, right? Until you know, eventually people learned, and the 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 truth comes out about safety and and uh, just generally looking out for yourself and your passengers well eventually over time it'll be a more sort of a, a better known feature of these smart devices phone or otherwise that uh you know with with all of the convenience comes well you, you know you got to be careful you got to make sure uh you click the seatbelt, the equivalent right so, and these are things that we'll just learn over time, and more and more of these devices. As I think I, I read somewhere that I mean, it's it's a hundred devices a second or something, or some some ridiculous number of devices are joining the Internet of Things every. You know, oh, m- I have it moment. here. One hundred and twenty-seven new devices are connected every second. Yeah. And they're saying by twenty twenty-five, and that's only five years away, they will have more than seventy-five billion devices connected on the internet of things sure so it's um well it's i think going to get worse um so let's talk about those smart fans you know we're living in at least i'm living in phoenix and uh, yesterday was 110 degrees and people keep asking how do you live in such a hot place well we have ceiling fans every single room i think every single house uh, has ceiling fans in this area, and every single um, person is looking for a better fan. And Premier Lighting is having a fantastic fan sale going on till the end of June, and they carry modern forms fans. These fans, I hate to say it, but you can get an app and put it on your phone. You don't have to if you're nervous about it, but uh, you can control your fans with your uh, phone. It has LED light kits, or you can get it without, many styles and finishes. And I recommend going on their website, shoppremier.com, and looking at those fans. Matter of fact, these fans come up to 120 inches tip to tip for the very large rooms, or if you have a high ceiling, or you want to put it in a garage if you work on your car. So give them a call. Their phone number is 623 907 2669. That's 623-907-2669 and their website shoppremier.com. I like those fans, Dan, but I don't know now if I would put the app on my phone. Hmm, Got to think about that one. So 
continuing with the Internet of Things, now that we've talked about all the uh, whys and wherefores, yeah, I can see that everything smart is fun and good, and you can impress your friends with your smart crock pot. But how do we protect ourselves? I know we talked about putting a piece of tape over the laptop, but what about those, um, I think it's called Ring, they're the doorbell with the camera. I had asked you one time, or I think you kind of uh, gave me the information, that all of that footage of photo recording camera stuff gets sent to an offshore place, maybe? Is that true? I do, I, possibly with Ring. Uh, I know they were purchased by Amazon, so that may have been updated given Amazon's infrastructure. But in general, I do know of cameras, especially lower cost, uh, where they offer a, a subscription service or maybe even free, you know, basic, oh, yeah, we'll just capture a, a week or two of, of audio and video for free. Uh, and you can pay for more, you know, all this, these little uh, uh, bullet items to, to sell the product. And so you install a camera in your home and it's capturing video and you're, you're just happy that you can look at it on your phone if you're traveling and that's all great. So the value is there. There, there is a, a definite, you know, gee whiz and its utility and I can look and see if my garage door is open, uh, even if I'm in another country, you know, great. But you do have to be aware of exactly what's happening with that data because someone else could also see that video perhaps, right? You got to be careful. You don't know where it's going. You don't know who's looking at it. And uh, I do, I frequently use the, the child analogy. So a device on your network is like when you have a, a little kid, if you hand them your laptop and say, uh, surf the web, you got to be careful. You know, you don't know what they're going to find. <laughs> and uh, they may be sending, they may be buying things on your uh, on your Amazon account. They may be looking at things they shouldn't look at. Or even worse, there may be bad actors out in the world who, you know, somehow figure out that there's a child on the other end of this, this internet connection and they, they come by and say hello virtually, right? So your internet of things devices can kind of be doing the same thing. They're sending video to places you don't want it to be sent. They're... Uh, they're giving away your your schedule. They're telling people when you're opening your refrigerator, when you're setting your alarm clock, when you're watching TV. So all of these these little pieces of data. Just remember, if you, you lose your phone, oh, it's it's a it's a nightmare. Well, imagine little pieces of data trickling out of your house as if you lost your phone, right? So it's something to be definitely uh, more aware of over time as more and more devices are. Uh, sneaking into our home sometimes we don't even know they're a smart device uh, if you bought a tv recently it's probably a smart tv yeah well, give me the pitfall on that one uh so the reason that tvs can be as low cost or as low price as uh because they're, they're still expensive uh relatively but let me put my app on your tele on your smart television that will send me back data about your TV selection, your you know your program selections that you're making. So when you, when are you watching? What are you watching? How long? So you're oh you're watching uh, uh, pick a service. I don't know, Disney Plus. I'm sure Disney Plus gets all that. Oh, you watch this show for seven minutes and then you change to another channel. So your television is is phoning home. Your 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 lights. When, it, when are you turning on the lights? What color are you setting your smart lights to? 
Uh, what, what, when are you turning them off? Uh, your ring uh, or other smart doorbell. Maybe sending footage to local law enforcement. Those are uh, for, for the sake of neighborhood security, but yeah. Do you know well, going back to the TV, did you tell me one time that TVs do have cameras in them? There have been some. I don't know if those were popular, and I, I don't remember. It might have been a Samsung smart TV that had a camera, and I think they can sell them as sort of a uh, – you could use it as a, you know, a, a phone, a talk to your family, like share a video experience of some sort. Oh. But I don't know that those really caught on, and I think at some point it was – as more of this comes out, like, oh, why do I need a camera in my television? So hopefully the, that awareness will continue to, uh, to grow because, again, you're, I, I, you know, in my career field, I've gathered various smart devices. Uh, it's been a while since I've picked up a, a modern one. But, you know, over the last several years when I was working in more in, in the big companies, the big chip companies that make this stuff, uh, yeah, I have I have a bunch of things in my home that I probably <laughs> have to wonder. Who? Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> who's listening? So everybody everybody probably has more smart devices than you can uh, enumerate. So, so I know you told me that if I'm going to get a new TV, make sure it doesn't have a camera. I don't need a smart TV. Just just a little smart. It doesn't have to be a genius, right? That's true, but your cable box or your your uh, TiVo to some extent, or it's similar DVRs, um, your Amazon TV, your Apple TV, your Roku, 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 Roku. They all are sending program data. What do you? It's the Nielsen ratings on steroids, right? So. Oh, let me tell you, I was watching a. I think it was on Netflix. We were watching a movie, and we decided. We didn't finish watching it. We decided to shut the TV. I got an email the next day saying, when are you going to finish watching that TV show? Yep. And I thought, what? Now it's going to tell me that I didn't finish watching it? I think that's a little much. I think they want to take over our lives. Well, like yeah. Big Brother's watching. And it, it, I mean, for better or worse, it's, it is mostly about monetizing, right? There is the the infamous rumor that, uh, for example, if I were to talk about um, kitten chow, I don't have a cat, but if I talked about kitten chow enough and, and other you know, kitten-related items, that eventually I would start to see, just because, because I've mentioned it, I've not searched for it, but I would, I would see those ads start appearing on my devices, computer oh, yeah. and so the question is, is that really happening? And you know, the first answer is it definitely could. Uh, most companies will deny that they're proactively gathering this stuff. But just like we talked about earlier, uh, your smart devices are probably listening for their activation word if they have a microphone. So if you say the, the A word, if you have an Amazon device, or if you say uh, you know, Siri or whatever, whatever the, whatever the word is, well, they're listening the whole time anyway because they got to pick up that one word. So are they sending that back? Are they? Is the device locally picking up keywords and sending just the keywords and it's kind of hand-waving the, well, you know, we're not actually listening. We're just listening for kitten chow and we're sending that. So it's totally possible. I don't know if anybody's really admitted it. It'll probably take an act of Congress to, to get them to, oh, to yeah. be honest. 
But they're so busy right now, they probably won't even think about talking about it. Yeah. Hey, Dan, time is running out. I know you have to go. I do want to mention that I will post nine security measures that uh, will help you be more secure on your devices. These will be published on my website, and that would be uh, designerscirclehq.com, and that's designers with an S, circle, hq.com uh, or you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com I enjoyed talking to you again Dan about this uh, it's so overwhelming it makes me not want to do anything on computers although <laughs> we are recording this now on a computer with but microphones in fact yes and I remember the old days where I had a metal file cabinet and a pencil um, but, you know, times are changing. So uh, thank you again for spending some time with me. And I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the platform you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends, especially today's. Today's podcast has so much information on it that's really important. So if you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And also, if you have any questions for Dan, you can also email me, nancy at nancyhugo.com. So have a great day and stay safe. <laughs>